Hey to all the Real Room fam. Welcome to a show that's all about sparking change, igniting conversations, and celebrating the power of unity. I'm your host, Lucretia Mitchell, and I'm beyond thrilled to have you join us on this incredible journey. As we journey together, it's important that I share with you the heartbeat that drives every episode. That is to educate, empower, and encourage individuals on how to build, maintain, and sustain generational wealth. This isn't just about real estate. It's about cultivating a mindset that paves the way for lifelong success and prosperity. So fasten your seatbelts because we're about to dive deep into the matters that truly matter to our community, my community. From real estate strategies to empowerment insights, from entrepreneurial dreams to preserving our culture's richness, we're here to explore stories that brighten our paths. Get ready to connect with remarkable individuals who are leaving their mark, turning ideas into action, and inspiring us all to embrace something greater. So whether you're tuning in during your morning commute, savoring your coffee, or carving out a moment for personal growth, Get ready for an engaging, enlightening, and entertaining journey. Together, we're amplifying voices, sparking meaningful dialogues, and creating a ripple effect of positive transformation. Are you ready for the real? Welcome to all the Real Room fam. I'm excited for this very first episode, and what better way to kick it off than inviting the people that God used to create me, my parents. Welcome, y'all. Y'all excited? Hello. Certainly, certainly. (laughs) How excited are you? Are you, like, nervous or, like, what's going on in your your mind right now? Nervous. Okay. A little nervous. Why are you nervous? Because you probably don't know what I'm asking or you you don't trust me. Well. Well, we trust you, but not not really trust you, okay? Yeah, we just don't know what's coming. (laughs) We don't know what you're about to ask. Okay, okay. Well, I want you to first introduce who you are, um, your name, and then also where you grew up in Oklahoma City. Daddy? Um, David Fields. Uh, I grew up in Garden Oaks. Uh, that's about Northeast 18th and Bryant. Uh, stayed there uh, most of my childhood, as a matter of fact. And I am Felicia Fields, and I grew up in the Garden Days edition. And um, that's my whole life. I have been there since the time I got married. <laughs> Okay. So, Daddy, um, Daddy, tell me what caught your attention in high school. How did Mama catch your attention? That's what I want to know. Well, um, I would say it seemed like every time I turned around, she was there. I knew he was And so, uh, you know, I said one day, I said, well, why not? No, no, I I think that uh, God has a way of putting people in, in certain places in your life. At, at certain times, and uh, I truly believe that uh, she was when I first saw her, that she was that we was gonna be together. So uh, I think I approached her. Oh, yeah, I approached her, and and uh, that was what my junior year in high school, her sophomore year, and we just. Uh, Kind of hit it off from then on. We didn't we didn't stay too far apart, so that was that was cool. Uh, uh, her mom accepted me as uh, her boyfriend, so we just kind of made it work. Mama, what's your story? Your side of the story, because your eyes was rolling, everything was going on. So I got to hear this side. <laughs> 
to be honest with you. Uh, how we actually met was not him. He might have spotted me, but a good friend of mine, which I called uh, my cousin, which is who you're literally named out of, she um, caught me in the hallway and said, hey, I want you to meet somebody. And this was at school, at Capitol Hill High School. And she said, I want you to meet somebody. And she told me their name. And I was like, oh, I guess. I guess I'll go meet him. And so he was (laughs) standing on the stairs. And she introduced me to him. And uh, he gave me his phone number. And I gave him my phone number. And uh, he said, okay, I'm going to call you. I never heard from him until he showed up one day. At my sweet 16th birthday party that uh, I had, my mom allowed me to throw at our house. And at the time, I actually had a boyfriend. Oh, no. And <laughs> he showed he up. <laughs> and he was like, um, I have a present for you. And I was like, okay. He was like, no, I need you to come to the car. And I said, I can't leave. I, my boyfriend's right over there. And then a little bit after that, going into my junior year, his senior year, we actually did start dating. Okay. So, you know, this is always hilarious when I ask them about the start of their relationship. Uh, Daddy always says somebody was chasing him. But Daddy, tell us about high school. You were very athletic. Mom was too. Um, Back then, they played three-on-three basketball for women. Like what? Um, so tell me just about y'all extracurricular activities in high school. Well, I started in, I actually went to Northeast my freshman year and I played basketball and and uh, uh, I was probably a little too light to play football. So I kind of, in the younger years, I played football. When in uh, high school, I switched to basketball, like I said, Northeast. Then we transferred. I had to transfer because we moved. I transferred, and so that's when I went to Capitol Hill and played basketball there. Uh, had some fun times. Um, I played my sophomore, junior, and senior year, and uh, it was just it was some good times. Mama, I actually played um, basketball and I ran track, so I ran the four by four. Come on, four by four. Um, we were pretty good and um, did like maybe um, volleyball, just, you know, just for the fun of it. But I never played on an actual team or anything at the school. But uh, yeah, back then we played three on three. So it was three on offense, three on defense. And uh, for varsity, I played defense. And then for freshmen, I would play offense and defense. Come on. Uh, so, it, yeah, it was pretty interesting to play the three-on-three, three, trying to get that ball acro- across to the other player on the other side because you could not cross the half-court line back then. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. So basketball for women has totally changed over the years. For sure. So if y'all wonder where I get my athletic abilities, it's these two studs over here. Um, <laughs> a lot of people... If you remember, no, I'm not even going to go there. Anyway, um, so my daddy has this like rainbow shot, y'all. He still got it. I mean, it's crazy that he about to be 60-something years old and still be moving around and shooting the way he do. But I'm definitely grateful for that. So let's get into the meat of things. Um, So y'all were 16 and 17, correct, when y'all conceived me. 
Yes. Okay. So, Daddy, my question to you, because this is something that, you know, now is is just a rare thing uh, for, um, and I'm not going to say a rare thing, but sometimes people don't stick around for a responsibility, especially at 16 and 17. And the stats say um, that in 1982, only about 42% of Black, uh, that there were two-parent home, a uh, two-parent uh, homes within the black community. And so tell me what made you stick around? What was it that you were like, okay, I'm gonna take care of my responsibility, something that, you know, probably was scary, but what made you stick around? Well, for me, it wasn't a choice. I mean, I had, I had a daughter, I had a wife. So for me, it wasn't a choice. And then too, I believe it was, uh, well, I you didn't have a wife then. She was just a girlfriend. I'm talking about in high school. When y'all conceived me, oh, okay. in your mind, what was like, I'm sticking around or, no, nah, okay. I, I probably should ruin. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, it, it never was an uh, option. Once I got that far, and I, it's something in me that I'm going to take care of my responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And so I had a child, so I, I knew I had to. Um I, I I know I wanted, I grew up without a father in the house and I know how that affected me. So I didn't want, I didn't want my kids to, my, or my child at the time to have to deal with that. And it was, it's just who I am. It was my makeup. But I think most of it was probably that knowing how hard it is for a, a child and a mother to make it without the father mm-hmm. in the house. And I wanted to be a part of that as well. Mama, what, you know, you could have made any decision, but you decided to keep me. And I thank you because look at us now. (laughs) No, but what, what was going through your mind at the time? Um, actually I was, I tried to hide it for the most part because I was. Yes. Let's talk about this, y'all. This woman was still running. I still ran track and was playing basketball um, and then I would come home exhausted, so I would go lay down real quick before my mom came home, so she wouldn't really realize what was going on. And um, but once I found out, and actually, my one of my best friends that I hung out with in high school was like, Felicia, I think you might be pregnant, and I was <laughs> like, What? She was like, yeah, I think you need to go have a test. And I was like, what are you talking about? And so I was like, no, it ain't no way. Uh -uh, mm -mm, mm -mm." But then when I did go find out that I was, uh, you know, it really didn't. There, I was not really scared about it at actually at all. Um, I decided that, you know, once I found out and I told, uh, told David, I was like, you know, Either way, whether he wants to um, keep it or if he don't, if he don't, and but I am going to keep my baby. And I was prepared, even if he had decided to walk away from our relationship, I was prepared to do whatever it took to uh, to keep my child and to take care of my baby um, if it meant uh doing Section 8 housing, or if it meant, you know, um, leaving school early, and which I did uh, when I found out my junior year, 
I went ahead and took a summer class because I was uh, had all of my credits to graduate except for my senior English. And I went to summer school. Uh, my mom would drop me off to summer school and I was pregnant. And then I would catch the bus back home. Sometimes uh, there were friends that knew me that uh, went to Capitol Hill with me that would offer me a ride and take me home so I didn't have to stand out there to catch the uh, the city bus to get home. But I had determined that I was going to go ahead and finish my senior English so I didn't have to go back my senior year pregnant and trying to take care of a child. And then once I did that and realized that, you know, hey, I'm about to be a mother, I knew I needed to do other things um, I just couldn't sit around, so I went ahead right after you were born in the next semester in college. I enrolled in Rose State College and started my associate's degree because I knew I did not want to be one of the statistics of being on DHS or getting assistance because um, a lot of times they make it uh, too easy for us to 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 get stuck in that situation. And that's not what I really wanted to do. So really it wasn't a thing about being scared. I knew at that time it was something that we had created together and uh, I had to make it work. Yeah, yeah. So that's so good. So you mentioned, you know, being on uh, DHS and, and things like that. Um, and let me reiterate, there is nothing wrong with that it's at all, no. um, because I do think that it is a resource that can be used to aid you, to help you to catapult or do um, even more, um, right? And so one of the things that my mama knows about me, um, I ended up getting pregnant myself at 19. She said, y'all just make it out of high school. I made it out of high school. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And um, I ended up getting pregnant with Imani the at 19. So we're talking a year after graduating. And I remember hating to go down to the DHS office. She know I would call her every time I had to go down there. And she would have to talk to me and motivate me through that. Um, but I knew if I could just tap into the resources mm -hmm. and use those resources to help me. Um, people were telling me you can get aid for, you know, going to school. You can get aid to get your car fixed. And at the time I needed my car fixed. Um, you can get stipends for clothes. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, we need all of that, right? Um, and so I remember going down there. And I'll tell you this story real quick because you hit on that. Um, I remember going down there and seeing all these women um, in in the room with their kids and it broke my heart because I'm like, God, I, you know, I hope we can all make it out of this. Right. I was determined. And so I remember going into the office with this lady and she was very like short with me and just nasty. Um, it was almost like she already had in her mind, oh, she ain't gonna make it. And so I told her, hey, I heard that you can get these resources and, you know, can can I tap into that? What do I need to do? Oh, no. Well, you can't get any money to go to college. I'll give you some money to go to Francis Tuttle. It was like she had the power and she was using that against me. Right. And so it frustrated me so bad to the point where I was like, 
I'm like, I'm, when I say I went off, I went off on this lady. And I called my mom. I'm crying. I'm like, this is why I hate being on this. This is why I don't want to be in this situation. And I think the lady's boss heard me because as I was on my way home, I get a call from her boss saying, I heard what happened and I am giving you everything that you asked for. They gave me money to get my car fixed. They gave me money to go to college at OSU OKC. They gave me stipend money for me and my daughter to get some clothes from Burlington at the time. And so that is just, I just want to say that because you know, people look down on using those type of resources and it is something that can definitely help you to get you to the next, right? And so I want to say that, you know, I had nothing basically at that time. Now, my parents did what they did and they, listen, they did everything they could for me and my daughter. They literally helped raise my daughter. She thinks of them as their her parents too. <laughs> oh God, it's so disgusting sometimes, y'all. <laughs> But I'm grateful for that because, you know, had I not gotten those resources, you know, it, yeah. it just would have been even harder. So, so, yeah. so we're saying just don't be handicapped. Right. Uh, and don't be handicapped handicap. yeah. by it. Um, and that's, that's the key. That's yeah. the key. Use those things. Use it. Use it yeah. to get to yeah. the next. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? So, all right. So next question. Um, what is my next question, y'all? Let me think about this. Okay. So I wanted to say this. You know, y'all get pregnant with me. You know, y'all are going through life trying to figure it out. Y'all weren't staying with each other at the time. You're still staring at your parents and stuff like that. Mom, I want you to talk on, and if you don't want to, fine. But do you think um, your father's death had anything to do with um, just your determination and push to want to make sure that daddy was around. And I'm not saying that you forced him, but I'm just saying to try to have that type of stability. Do you think that shaped anything on your decision of having me? And then we'll get into the marriage, but getting married. Um, I really, I don't think that shaped it because uh, my dad had been uh, deceased uh, for a long time. Um, it was me and my three brothers. So I was the only girl and I was my daddy's girl and my mom loved her boys. So <laughs> it, that was a, a little difficult. So to bring a child into, uh, into a home that's with boys and then just me and my mom and stuff like that. It was a decision that I, you know, I, I had made up in my mind that, you know, I was going to keep my child. And if I had to, I, I did. I applied for the section eight to, to get housing uh, because I knew uh, I needed to be out on my own out of my mom's house okay. because it had gotten to, you know, to that point that I needed to, to, as they say, put on my big girl uh, pants, panties or whatever you want to <laughs> call it. And, um, and that's what I did. Uh, I, like I said, I went back to school. I did it at night uh, so that because my mom worked during the day and uh, my brothers then were in school as well. And, don't take me wrong or anything. My brothers loved Lucretia from Very the time she so. was born. Um, 
while they were getting up, going to school, I would literally just have gotten this child down to sleep and they would come in every morning. My two older, bro- uh, two brothers, they're older, they're older, but they're younger not older than, than me. Yeah. They're younger than me. They would come in and literally cut on the light just so that they can kiss her and say goodbye before they went to school. And it would piss me off. <laughs> Let's I just be real. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had just yeah. got her to sleep. And I'm like, now you didn't woke her up. Now I'm going to be up. I don't, this is, and that's one of the reasons. One of the other reasons that few, that, uh, not few, but that Ignited gave me the, the sense, I need to get out of here. Because yeah. they're, they're ruining my whole system here. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, the death of my dad really didn't have anything to, you know, to really do yeah. with it. But it was the factor that I knew that I wanted to to get out of there. And um, but I also wanted to make sure that you always had that relationship mm-hmm. with your dad. So a lot of time, you know, he would come and get you. I would stay over there. I remember he that. would stay. You would go stay with them because I was going to school at night and you would stay with your dad over at his he at the time he was Gaga. staying with his grandmother Gaga Popo. and Popo. Yeah, and um, and so I wanted to make sure that they you guys always had the relationship, no matter whether we make me and him made it. I still wanted you guys to have that relationship. I love it. I love it. So I don't think I've ever heard this story, but. Was there a proposal? How did that go, Daddy? Did you get down on one knee? No, your mom actually proposed. Oh, to she me. did. She yeah. got down on no, one knee too. No, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we was we were. It was for graduation, right? And so I, I guess I was trying to use part of the graduation gift as my promote proposal. So we went out to eat, and I proposed to her oh. as we went. And you, as a matter of fact, you was with us. Yeah. Oh, that's even more yeah. Y'all don't have no pictures? We, no, we did. Well, it was like she said, like he said, it was at my uh, college graduation. And um, uh, I was, my kids know me, and he do too. I am a big diva. I am the worst brat that there is. Y'all, y'all wonder where I get it from? <laughs> I'm a brat. She's bougie. Okay? <laughs> I'm not She's bougie. past bougie. No, okay? no, I'm not. She gets mad if she don't get a gift <laughs> on her, like, birthday. Like, we gotta have a whole production. Okay? Okay, go ahead, Mama. I'm sorry. <laughs> we love you, though. It pays to be the queen, man. Yeah, okay. It pays yeah, to be you the deserve queen. it. Go ahead. Uh, no, I'm just playing. But, no, he, uh, so he had asked me, uh, Way before then, we had been out looking at rings and stuff like that. And he had asked me, so what do you want for graduation? And I said, a ring on my finger. And uh, so graduation came and he came to graduation. He handed me a card and some flowers. And I looked at him like, this is not what I asked for. In my mind, I didn't say it out loud, but I said, this is not what I asked for. So I had an attitude. I had a real bad attitude. And he was like, well, we're going to go out to eat. And I was like, okay, well, I'm a, uh, he was like, we can go out to eat. And I was like, okay. And he was like, well, let your mama them take Lucretia. And I was like, no, because I was mad. I was like, no, I'm no, she going with us. Because <laughs> at that point, I was literally pissed. <laughs> 
And so we went to a restaurant and I had a bad attitude to sit down and he uh, he could tell that I I was not happy. And so he stepped away from the table and went to the bathroom or he said he was going to the bathroom. And I think what he really was doing is just going to get himself prepared because how am I going to propose to this crazy woman right. <laughs> with this bad attitude? Daddy, you knew then and you huh? still married <laughs> Yo, it's well, I, I, can, I, I can look beyond that. Okay, yeah, and, you do got a good heart. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, and, you do got a good heart. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. Uh, and so he came back and he uh, sat at the table and he was like, let me see your hand, Felicia. So I gave him this hand. And he was like, she knew what was happening. She, he, he was like, no, let me see your other hand. And I was like, for what? And he was like, let me just see your hand. <laughs> And then at that point, I gave it to him, and then he got down on one knee in the restaurant, and he proposed. And, oh, wow. and then I really felt bad about it because I was really being a real, mm-hmm. real that bad, word. Yeah, that can... word. <laughs> so now y'all have been married for how many years? Whoa, 37. 37 years. So fast forward, 1986, right? Um it was in 1986 y'all got married? Yeah, I was four. 88. Now, yeah. 86. Pay was born in 88. Yeah. Okay, 86. So, yes. 86, y'all get married. We're, um, you know, living in the apartments on the south side. I remember um, we lived right across from the tennis courts. And, y'all, my daddy worked, like, probably two or three jobs at the time. My mom was, I think you were working at Kermagee by that time and going to school still. Um, I was actually working at... Um, trying to... Trying to... No, well, no, no, Kermagee. No, no, no it no, was not no. Kermagee. It was uh, yeah, Mid-Continent Mid-Cons. Life Insurance. Okay. When you were born, that's where I was okay. uh, working Ooh, up until... Um, and right uh, up until Tay, okay. when I had Tay, then I switched, switched over to Kermagee. Okay. Then I switched over to Kermagee. So remember the apartment door. I remember everything. Um, tennis courts was right across the way. Mm-hmm. But I say they were busy trying to uh, create a foundation for us. And I, like I said, I remember my daddy working two or three jobs. He worked at Seagate, Homeland, probably did some other odd jobs. I don't know. But for whatever reason, I always remember them being there. Like, it was never a moment where I was like, dang, where my daddy at? Where my mom at? You know what I mean? Like, they were always there. That tennis court, we used that faithfully, like, a good one to two times a week. Um, I remember those moments, and I was only four or five years old. Um, so having those moments are so important. Um, you may not think that your kids will remember certain things, but there are things that I feel like I remember and I cherish even to this day and try to make sure that I'm doing for my kids. So thank y'all for, you know, setting the stage for that. Um, so now we fast forward to 19, um, 1986. I looked at the County records Mm -hmm. and y'all, Bought a home, right? Mm-hmm. Or was it 1988? It was 1988. Okay. 1987. 87. Okay. Yeah. So I remember at the front door, Mama Big is no. Had you had Tay? I feel like you no, were pregnant. I, had, yes. I, was, I was pregnant when we moved. She was. Y'all. I remember, and we were on this porch, and I remember going up to this house, and I'm like, oh. And so they had purchased a house or a home. 
tell me what that was like at a young age. By this time, y'all are probably what, um, 21, 22? Uh, yeah. What in y'all's mind at that age was like, oh, we need to buy a home? Well, one, it was, we were staying in apartments. Okay. Um, we had to deal with the people up above us I in remember the apartments. That. Uh, we had to call the police several times. I remember uh, that. Because they were, in the middle of the night, they would be fighting. And so, and of course, it would be right over our bedroom, but you could hear it throughout the whole apartment. So, now, we can't sleep, you can't sleep, and... Um, police go up there and they go silent, but you could still hear them fighting in the back bedroom, but oh, the police Lord. is not doing anything. Uh, we complained to the uh, apartment management and she, she, he, I can't remember if it was a man or a woman, but they could, they wouldn't do anything. And then one day um, we were, I was taking Lucretia because at the apartments, we didn't stay too far from what was a homeland, a family dollar mm -hmm. and everything. And so I was walking, me and Lucretia was just going to go walk up there just to get some snacks, just something to do because uh, David was at work. And she came through there and they were up there fighting and she was trying to uh, tell them that, I don't know if she was trying to serve them eviction papers or whatever. And I remember the guy, the guy that was up there threw a beer bottle down at the the property manager. Oh, and she looked at me and was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. And I just looked at her and I said, now you see what we've we been going with. through mm -hmm. and what we've been trying to tell you. And now that they've that they've come after you, it's a problem. And. I just kept on walking like, you deal with it. It's your problem, not mine. But uh, at that time, that's that's when we knew. And then there were some little kids that uh, would come down there. I remember uh, Lucretia being out out there playing, and we had uh, bought you a uh, three-wheeler. And the our three wheeler, and then you also had one of those. Um, God, what are those little things called? That you pedal, it looks it had three wheels. Oh, still. tricycle. It wasn't a tricycle. It was one of those big other wheels. big wheels. Oh, yes. big wheels. And the little boy, I remember we had just come from church one Sunday, and the little boy was him and his sister, whoever came down there, was like, uh, you better get off of this and give it to us, or we gonna jump on you. And literally we had just came from church and I still I had just had my slip on because I was getting out my church dress to go fix dinner. And I went out there and I I told the little boy, you need to get from around here or you going to have some issues because if you touch that child, you have to deal with me. And uh, my friend, who Lucretia's named after, her daughter is probably a couple of months uh, older than Lucretia. And I think they a month. Came, yeah, they came over and uh, I told her, we going around here because I'm going to go find their mama. And I did, I because I did not play with my children. And at that point, I realized then that we both realized it was time for us to get out the, the, after those apartments and to buy a home and to start looking and we, um, I talked to my uncle Clarence, uh, God rest his soul, who's not with us anymore. I talked to him and I was like, you know, hey, you know, 
what do we need to do, you know, mm -hmm. because he had the knowledge and he he was always the person I would go to in the absence of my dad. If I had questions and needed guidance, he was always there to help us, uh, to guide us in the right direction. And he was like, okay, let me tell you, you know, this is what you, you guys need, to, need do. to do and stuff like that. And so we did. We just started looking for a home. And David has always had that mindset of I'm not doing a 30-year loan. Mm -hmm. I only want to do 15 because he's good at this, the math thing, figuring things yeah, out. And he was like, mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense to go for a 30-year when a 15 year is only going to cost you maybe 50 to to $100 more. If we can pull it off, let's just go for it. saving and, you know, when you get money, doing the right thing by it, being a good steward. Kind of elaborate on that. Well, yeah, it's it's about being a good steward, I believe. Uh, I think when, for me, uh, we know even when we started out, we we didn't make, we was barely making any money. And, uh, but we, we was, part of that was blessing, but part of, part of that also was being a good steward. So, and what I mean by that is, really watching how you spend your money. Um, there are people do it, you can do it different ways. But for me, like one example, what I did was uh, uh, like one for lunch. I, I uh, instead of going out every day, I would always try to find something to, uh, or buy something at the store that I could make and take my lunch. And when I looked at that, I mean, when I did that, my, my vision was and my thought was if I if I did that uh, if I didn't do it I'd probably spend at least ten dollars a day uh, between lunch and snacks that's back then so now it's even worse yeah. and so I would I would do those things and my thought was if I did that I could take that money then and I could have that at the end of the week I mean at, on the weekend and maybe spend with the family we can go to a movie or do something like that or or I could put it up. But see everybody so, ain't thinking like that though. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. I mean that's good though. Yeah. yeah. And if if not even that if you didn't do that then you you just put that money up cuz rainy days are going to come and and you you got to have something put back. So, you know, for me it was always, you know, um not making myself starve now or go totally without but I'm, I'm looking further down the road to to uh, try to build something. And, and you have to start somewhere. And, and, and for me, that was one of the places I started. And believe me, he still does that yeah, to this well, day. Yeah, because it's, it's almost like habit now. It's yeah. like habit. So if you spend money like you got money, my motto is you'll never have money. Mm. So you, ha you, can't, you, you have to watch your money because a lot of people that make money, or as broke, or don't have money because of the way they spend it, and they like, why? Why don't I have no money? Well, because you have to look at the way you spend it. So let me say this: one thing I got from my daddy is that worth ethic and street smarts. But I didn't get that savings. <laughs> she got that from me. I got it from her. So I got the beauty. I was not that. <laughs> And just everything else from my mama, okay? So there's that. All right, so let's talk about just now, fast forward a few years, y'all in the home. Um, now looking back, right, 
um, what, how did you feel now that you're in this home, you're building equity, right? Um, what was that feeling like being real quick, your own homeowner? It, I mean, it was, uh, it's, it's a good feeling, uh, um, not to, you know, just to be bragging, but, you know, we bought our first home when we were young. Um, and then after, um, years later, you graduated, mm -hmm. you had your first child, you got married, you got divorced and you needed somewhere mm -hmm. to come. Cause we had decided we still had a daughter at home mm -hmm. and we didn't want to for you to have to come back with two kids and she's still trying to get up and go to school and we got two mm -hmm. small kids there. So um, your dad was like, let's buy the house next to us. So mm -hmm. we bought the home next to us. Mm -hmm. And the whole reason why we did that was just so that our daughter and our grandkids would have somewhere that they can stay, but they would also be close. She would be close enough that if she needed us for anything or the girls needed us for anything, we was right there. Yeah. And she, at that time, you were, decided to go back to school. Mm -hmm. So you working needed full time. working full time. So you needed help with someone to watch the kids in the evening. After we got off of work, we would pick up the kids from daycare and stuff like that and keep them until you got through with your school and got off of work and stuff like that. And so that's what motivated us to buy our second home. Was me. It was, well, one, we didn't want her to come back in the house either. <laughs> Not for the third time. <laughs> so that was that was one of our motivating factors uh, for that. And I back to his savings mm -hmm. ethics. We were able to actually pay cash for that home. We didn't have to get a loan. I never knew that. Yeah, we didn't daddy, have to get a loan. Daddy, you was like that? Your daddy I, don't spend. I don't, I, that goes back to goes back to not what you making. But and really, we wasn't. I think we did. We did. Paid, we get a no. I thought we we just paid it off early. Oh, okay. Well, oh, okay. I was about to yeah, say. Back then would have been. Cash. Back then would have been. That would have been because we weren't making no money. But we did pay it off. I think okay. it was eight nine years. So yeah, uh, oh. we still didn't go no long long. long okay. Long. See that. Tells See, you. Mama like me, babe. You handle all that. Okay. Yeah. I'm just gonna sit over here and do what I do. Spend <laughs> your money. <laughs> So that's what that was one of the motivating factors for us is that we wanted to make sure our girls were taken care of. And um, and that's what we did. Yeah, because we didn't know nothing about real estate. No, we, we didn't. Homes no, no. That's what say God just had. He just had yeah. us. And yeah, uh, plant seeds just. Yeah. Then years so, later, what, I think I was, you was 50, I was 49, and uh, we decided we didn't want to stay in that neighborhood anymore. Now our kids are grown and gone. Mm -hmm. And we decided, uh, I wanted to several years before that, but his theory was God ain't told me it was time for me to move. Right. And I'll be Come like being in the household. Just, but see what 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 we brought up, we just brought up to to when you get you get your home, you pay it off, and you retire, that's where you stay. Yeah. That's what I that's all I seen. And so I remember coming home every day. I tell Felicia, Felicia, I'm tired of this trash. And you know, the neighborhood it was kind of going down. Yeah. When we moved in, it was a 
an older neighborhood. Yeah. And then those people died off and it just got worse and worse. And so I, I'd come home, be picking up trash and complain, complaining to Felicia. And Felicia would be like, she like she didn't want to really, she was getting frustrated with it. And she was talking about moving. But again, I was kind of fighting that. And so I said, well, you know what? I got to thinking, I said, you know, it, it might be that it's not those people out of the place. Maybe it's me because it was more mm, them. Daddy, it was more that's them. good. Yeah, it was more them than it was me. Because it, it was good getting worse. So I said, you know what? So I told Felicia, I said, Felicia, if we move, we need to do it before 50, before I'm 50. Because, and the thought process on that was, again, I don't do 30-year long. So <laughs> I said, 50 plus 15 will be 65. I'm retiring no later than 65. <laughs> So ain't doing this math, y'all. Yeah, got to get that math going. <laughs> so uh, that's why. And so we did it, and we went 15 years. That's crazy. And, and I told him, I was like, he when he first said he was ready to move, I was like, I'm not going to go through this again. Again, because 10 years earlier, we were talking about it, and he's like, uh, okay, then he'll come back. Well, God ain't told me that. And then he came this time, and I was like, Boy, I ain't got time. So I waited for several months before mm. I even would even start start looking or even check with the realtor. And he came home one day and said, did you ever find a realtor? And I was like, David, I don't feel like going through this again. And he's like, I'm serious. And then I was like, okay. Oh, okay. okay, you know what? I'm I'm a, I'm gonna go with this. I'm a, I'm gonna go with his little his little shenanigans right I'm now. Go along with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with it. Yeah. And so I called the realtor and I said, David, what's your budget? He was like, oh, I don't want to spend no more than 150. And I was like, Daddy, what you buying with 150? That's then, what I said. Back then it was a little better than now. <laughs> I it, said it, 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 it wasn't good, but it was better I mean, than now. Even then, back then, that it, was in 20. 15, right? right. 2014. What was you going to buy with 150? Oh, you get a... Oh, no, okay. No, well, okay. Yeah, because it, it, where it started out there was by 200. You get yeah. something pretty fairly good at 200. And I, so I told the realtor, he said 150, and I said, no, let us look at 200, above two, a little above 200. Yeah, my mama country is realtor. Real okay, tour. my okay. mama just country. Okay. Real tour. Okay. <laughs> I am country. Grew up in the country and love it. Okay. Um, and so I told her and she was like, okay. So she took us out looking for homes and he was like, well, can we just move this up to 200 and 230? She says, sir, that's what we've been looking at. Your wife had already told me. Uh, and he was like, oh, oh. And, and at that point, uh, Lucretia and her husband had started building their home. Uh, my brother-in-law, his su and sister had started building them a home, and they were like, "Well, why don't y'all think about building?" Yeah, because we couldn't find nothing. We nothing, couldn't find yeah. nothing because we it had, was nothing we out had, there. At the end. No, and we already knew what we were looking for, and everything that she was showing us, it didn't what? meet all of our bucket. Yeah. You know, our checklist, as you would say, yeah. didn't meet that checklist. And so we weighed the ideal and then we was like, okay, well, maybe we will look at building. So I got to rewind okay. because daddy said, daddy, y'all, my daddy be doing life lessons. That's what my kids call it, okay? <laughs> but you said something that hit and it's still in my soul. You said if... God don't, maybe it's not them, it was me, me. that needed to move. Right. Right? Right. Mm -hmm. So I do believe that God will 
Show you. Show you. Yeah, you, you know, listen. it ain't them, sir. Yeah. I've been telling you. Yeah. It's, it's you that it's needs you. to move. So just to set the foundation, I remember growing up, uh, my daddy worked on the weekends. Um, and mama, we would go to church, Tabitha Baptist Church, J.L. Mitchell. Shout out. Um, I just always going to be my pastor. <laughs> and so I remember us going to church faithfully and um, him not being able to be there. And just I remember the woman like, y'all, if y'all ever heard my mama pray, y'all be like, gosh, like she's bringing all heaven down and putting all the demons in hell. OK, when she pray. So. <laughs> so. I just remember her praying. I remember seeing you, and you probably don't know this, like on the side of your bed praying. And I remember some of those prayers being about daddy and being able to be a man of God and and come to church. Now, I'm not saying my daddy wasn't a man of God then, but he just wasn't able to be there. Mm -hmm. And so just to know now, you know, full circle, my daddy is so involved in church. He cut that church yard, mm-hmm. which we got to talk about. Um, <laughs> and he is just so faithful. So to see, I just want to just show you an example of what, you know, coming from nothing and now having something and the power of prayer. Um, and so, Mama, talk on that and just your journey with that and how you balance, you know, being a wife and a mom and then balancing kids with daddy's work schedule and wanting that him to have their relationship with God. Um, well, he he had his relationship with God. He's right. the one actually introduced us, introduced me to Tabitha. our home church, which okay. is Tabitha Baptist Church. And, um, but I wanted him to be able to come back to church and let's go together mm-hmm. as a family because he worked two jobs, uh, Homeland and Seagate, and he would work crazy hours to where he would get off of one at 10 o'clock mm-hmm. and then come home and rest and have to turn around and go to the next one in two more hours. And then we would he wouldn't get home until late. But even during all of that time, he was still there uh, because he wanted better for what he would say his girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he made sure that when it came to Easter or whatever, he was if there. money was that needed to buy the dresses or whatever, he made sure that yeah. you guys always had, you know, that stuff. Uh, not that it was necessary because, you know, as God said, come as you are. Right. But he wanted to make sure that we had what we needed. Um, it, it wasn't really a hard thing because uh, I knew as a mother that was my job and I would support him in whatever he wanted to do. Yes, it was hard uh, because I wanted him to be there yeah. to go to church and you see families coming and going to church but he couldn't come all the time because of his work schedule. And so I, you know, that was just one of my prayers is Lord, you know, I want him to be able to find a job to where he doesn't have to do all of this work and and he can come, we can go together to church together as a family. And that probably didn't happen until. 2000. So yeah. So you guys were pretty much grown, graduate graduate and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But as 
as it always says, you know, it's not our time, it's always God's time. And he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. And uh, now he is. He's a very active member of our church. He's always been an active member. He just couldn't participate. As much. uh, Yeah. does brotherhood he sings in the uh, men's chorus um he keep, keeps the churchyard cut and uh stuff like that and he's been cutting our churchyard for over 20 years now and um but he's always been that type of person he's going to work uh just to make sure and uh we had to have a long talk just this year that he has to, to give down. it's slow time down. to slow it's down time. to yeah. give up yeah. that churchyard it's time <laughs> It's time. time. But yeah, it, it, it that you always, as they say, you know, you always have to be on your knees praying. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I really wanted was for us to be able to go to church together as a family. Well, it has worked out. So let me ask you this, just back on just family and building generational wealth. What would you guys share um, with young couples or just people in general um, trying to find a way? I would say, you want to go for it? Well, you go ahead. I, I would say just, you know, have a goal and and uh, understand that it's not always easy trying to get to that goal, but you can get there. Uh, the main thing is, like I say, you know, if you got to put something up toward that goal and don't get discouraged. I mean, you, it's one thing to say you want to do something, but if you don't have the funds to do it, you'll never get there. So you have to start somewhere. Not yeah. saying that you have to uh, not live. We always we we started out with very little bit, but a sacrifice. Yeah, the sacrifice. But we didn't we didn't do a lot of trips, maybe all that kind of stuff where we couldn't back then, but. And it's okay to do those things, but you always have to put something up because that, that motto comes back. If you spend money like you got money, you'll never have money. And so you you, you always have to have some money put up. Uh, always just remember to put money up uh, and you'll get there. You'll get there. But if you never start putting it up, you, you, won't, you won't get there. It's funny that you say we didn't do a lot of trips when all I remember us is doing a lot of trips. Yeah. Uh, because he would pay for those trips because yeah. we was going with my yeah. mama and my aunt them, A. Sherry, yeah. Krista, Kayla. Well, um, in my mind, I guess so, because I wasn't able to go. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> and and yeah. then our camping, trips, camping trips, camping trips and then camping trips. on our anniversaries when the girls were little, we didn't just take trips just for me and him. Yeah. yeah we, we would always, we would always include our girls. And so uh, even on our anniversary, we would go a different place and yes we did she no was. I'm not doing oh that. go ahead though <laughs> we did. so we would always our troops were always around August around yeah. our anniversary August the 15th and we would plan a trip and we would go with take our kids um we always believed in taking our girls wherever we went. Uh, they could tell you we didn't leave them at grandma's. Them all the time. I mean, really, hardly. He, his got- mom and sister would beg to get Lucretia because I wouldn't give Lucretia up at a young age. And even with Shantae, them. They didn't do a lot of we going to stay over grandma. It was, it was none of that. Far the only in house between. We got to go to was Aunt Sherry and Uncle Paul, mm-hmm. um, and that's because that was they had much it. Our they cousins. had their cousins was a year ahead of each one of them. Yep. 
they're that a year it. apart. Yeah, we're strong, it, strong yeah, family over it, here. And to, as a couple, what I would probably say to a couple is that it's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to butt heads. But at the end of the day, you have to be able to communicate. I'm not that great communicator. He's the one that's always doing the most communicating because I... I get to the point, I'm like, I ain't got time. I'm shutting down. I don't want to talk. (laughs) But you have to keep that open line of communication open. And you have to have a a goal. Set a goal and and check those goals off and uh, save. He's the, the saver in the family. I'm the spender. Late in life now, I realize that I do have to save. Uh, being a realtor, I, you don't get paychecks every day, mm-hmm. every week. You you get them. They're far in between sometimes. So you have to save what you get, and that's what I had to learn late. And so that's just I say you have to come together and be able to set a goal and save. And if there's just one that's better at it, let them. Let them take care of that. And uh, and you just follow, try to follow and see what they're doing. And and that's pretty much is set yourself some goals and write them out. You know, vision what you have in mind. Where where do you want to go? What's the next step in life? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I want to accomplish next? And that's what you need to do. And enjoy life. Yeah. You know, just because you have to say you don't have a lot, but you still need to enjoy life and take that time away from the hustle and bustle of life. Yeah. Because if not, it will stress you out. And you'll get nowhere. I can add one more thing to that. You have to work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's a lot easier if you're on the same page. Mm-hmm. And also set a certain amount that you want to put up every month and try to do that. If if, if, if it's starting out with 50, do 50. If it's if you can do more, do more. If you can mm-hmm. do 300, great. Just say, I'm gonna, we're going to put this back. And yeah. before you know it, you, you and you don't touch it. You, know, you can't touch it. And, and, for you know it after a while because you have that money that you need to do things. Because one thing is for sure, we all getting older. So you, you, the stuff, you, the way you're able to work now and make money when you get older, you won't be able to. So you want to get that money in foundation now to where you don't have to what saved and, and your stuff built up. Whereas where for later on in life, when you're not able to work like that, you can kind of cruise through your, your, your older years. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And then I always put God first in everything yeah. that you do. I always trust yes, in God because he has the master plan and you don't know what he has planned for your life until you start putting your trust yeah. in him. And then as time goes yes. on, you'll see the benefits. You'll start reaping those benefits uh, that he has started. Yeah. It'll start lining oh, up. Yeah. And so it will help you yeah, to we're... create that generational oh, wealth. Yeah if you started at a young age. And some people are not able to at a young age, but try Start to do when you can. When you can. Right. Yeah, because we young, you young now, but I'm telling you, them years going to fly by. They go by so fast. <laughs> they go fly and, by. And you touched on, Harold, how, how are we on time? Good. Okay. You touched on, you know, just later in life, you know. So for me and Chai, it's happening later in life that we're now able to start building, you Mm -hmm. know, literally, um, you know, these 
these legacies and these mm-hmm. things for our families and helping other people. And so I think that's key. Even if you're an individual, some of the same things that they said, you know, mm-hmm. putting up money, mm-hmm. saving, that can apply to you. Yeah. Um, there's people out there that can give you resources mm-hmm. and help you with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I strongly believe when you're working within a couple um, and within a marriage or whatever that may look like, we're stronger together. Together. We can Mm -hmm. do so much more together. When you Mm -hmm. collaborate, you build community and that community can do so much more together than we can as a single person um, or as an individual. And so now looking at everything at y'all's life, um, you know, uh, it amazes me. And I have to tell y'all that I am proud of you, right? Um, What... And I'll say this, I'm proud of you because you planted the seed of real estate in me. Um, and I I didn't even know it back then. But now as I look back, y'all doing those those things that y'all thought, okay, well, we just doing it so we can make sure, you know, the kids is good or get her home or whatever the case may be. My maternal grandmother saying 20 years ago, Cree, you need to get into real estate. And I was like, grandma, I ain't got time for that. I'm trying to get this money and raise mm-hmm. this kid. I ain't got time to go to classes, you know. Mm-hmm. So just looking at all those seeds and to look at y'all now and just to everything that y'all been through, you know, um, single single parent homes and um, just all the the highs and lows of life. What are your desires and hopes for your kids, for your grandchildren, and those to follow? Uh, I guess one of the things that we always say is that uh, our desire and our goals is that each generation Mm -hmm. does better than the next generation. So we would want our kids to do better than what we did. We don't want you to have to go work as hard. Yeah. We want you to have one of our kids to have things more than what we had and not have to work as hard to to have it. So the generational generational wealth, Mm -hmm. that's, that's what it's all about. And then the grandkids to do better than what their parents are doing. And uh, just to say, you know, back to you and and Chai, uh, we're very proud of you guys because we look at the things that you're doing and we're like, wow, you know, just to be at your age and doing those kind of things that we were not able to Mm -hmm. do. So we can see that. It's happening. It's happening. Uh Even with uh, Shantae and Chris, Mm -hmm. we can see that that's happening with them. That, you know, I look at at our our family just right here. We're all uh, entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. We have our own type of businesses Mm -hmm. going on. We have different stuff. And uh, I love it. Uh, Just like today, we were able to both be off to go to Grandparents Day uh, (laughs) with our one of our youngest granddaughters. And uh, we love that because uh, two years ago, I I couldn't do it. I had a full time job, Mm -hmm. so I couldn't do it. And um, I decided it was time for me to to retire and to do something else. And Lucretia was like, Mama, you ain't got to do that no more. Why don't you come and get into real estate and 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 do what I'm doing? And I'm like, 
But I do like it because I I love looking at house designs. I love uh, looking, you know, at homes. I love decorating homes. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to give this a try. And I did. I I stepped, I left there, jumped into taking the class for real estate and got my license. And that's what I do. And now my time is my time. Mm I I show homes. I I can do what I want to do, and then I can work on my other stuff. Y'all, my mama ain't just a real estate agent. She can sew. I don't even know if it's the correct terms, but she throw down in the sewing room. Okay, so we got me and my sister have been on her for years about this, um, and we we saw the potential. And she's been sewing since you were like young, young. And that came from probably grandma mm-hmm. um, because grandma sold as well. She was in home but, mm-hmm. you know, she's about to, we about to make her launch this clothing line. Like I didn't already bought the material. So in the next few months, y'all about to see me stepping out real fresh, um, made by Felicia Fields. Okay. So I just had Mimi to throw stitches. that. Mimi stitches. Excuse me. I had to throw that out there. <laughs> um, Daddy, I mean, did mama kind of touch on the desires and everything for kid for your kids and grandkids? Yeah, I, I would say the the biggest thing as a parent, for, uh, well, at least in our thing, is to know, for, for us anyway, is to know that your kids are doing great. Yeah. I mean, if, if I, when I leave, if I know my kids, I'm, I'm good. And I know my wife and my kids is going, doing, I'm good. You know, I, I think the hardest thing would be to, is to see your child struggling. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's, that's huge. So we are now at the end where I asked all, ask all, or will be asking, because y'all are my first episode, will be asking all of my guests to share something real with our fam out there. Um, just, you know, some parting words uh, just to, just to kind of get real and, and share your heart. You want me to go for uh, Well, I would just say, just love, love your family, and definitely love your your uh, your kids, your wife, but everybody, and and um, keep God first. Uh, set goals. You can get wherever you want to get if you work toward it. I mean, if you really strive to work toward it, uh, put money up. You never. It's always gonna be a rainy day. It's gonna come. So you, you got to have money up, so be prepared for that. And once you start doing that, once you start putting money up, it's it's easier. It gets easier to do that. But, you know, when I say put money up, I mean put it up not to touch it, you know. So uh, you can't be going and getting it. I mean, if you have to, that's one thing. But put it, you're doing it with the, with the mindset not to touch it. Mm-hmm. And then one day you can do things that you you can reach those goals a lot easier with that money there if you put it there and forget about it. Because you need money to do stuff. So that's key. I guess my, the one thing that I would want to leave is, um, first of all, always remember to put God first in everything. Uh, Before you step into anything, pray about it. Mm -hmm. Seek the guidance of God to make sure that is where he wants you to be. Um, it's not easy out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are a young mother, a single mother, and you have a child or children trying to make it, uh, hang in there. Don't give up. Uh, your day is coming. It, it might not look like it right now, but your day is coming. For young couples, um, 
communicate with each other. Make sure you understand what each one of you guys' goals are in life. And then put all that together to make sure that you guys are on the same page and that you will be able to accomplish those goals. Uh, set you, yourself long, short-term and long-term goals and, and work to get to those goals to make sure that you are reaching them. Um, spend that time with your family, your children. Enjoy life um, because life is too short. If one thing that COVID taught us is that um, you have to be able to uh, be there for your family because you never know what's going to happen. Um, during COVID, there were a lot of people that lost their lives. And the one thing that I realized is that my retirement came at the right time. Mm -hmm. Now I'm able to take my mom back and forth to appointments to do what I need to do to to spend that time with my grandkids. If I need to pick up a sick child or something, I can do that. By me working, I was not able to do that. Uh, the one thing that I do appreciate about my husband is that we, when I told him I was going to retire, he was not on page, on board with it at first. Mm -hmm. But then when he realized the benefits of me being off and seeing how we still were moving forward in our goals and nothing has deterred us from that. Uh, I, I really think that we're doing better mm -hmm. than when I was working. Um, so I would just say, make sure you have that communication with each other and that you guys are on the same page on one page. Yeah. Yeah. And plan, don't let no one come between you and yeah. planning is why we, we're able to while we doing doing okay right now is because we've been planning for a long time. So that's that goal setting. So you get them goals set and strive to get to reach those goals. That's it. So I have to publicly, and I'm not gonna cry, but I may. <laughs> I have to publicly thank y'all because um, I thank y'all for every prayer. Thank y'all for not giving up on me. And I thank you for reminding me through everything that I've been through, who and whose I am. Um, I wouldn't be sitting in this chair. I wouldn't be doing what I do had y'all not planted those seeds and been here for me the way that y'all have been. Y'all, me and my daddy have bumped heads for 40 years, well, and we still, still do. Bump heads. <laughs> still bump heads. Because I'm going to be yeah. right, okay? Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be right. Yeah. Um, but at the end of so the right. day, um, I respect y'all. I love y'all. I'm proud of y'all. And I want y'all to know that y'all have done a hell of a job um, with us. And, you know, I thank y'all for just being y'all. So. Well, we you thank are, you guys yeah. for being uh, the kids that you are, y'all. Yeah. You and your daddy butt heads, you butt heads with pretty much everybody, I think, sometimes. <laughs> but if uh, I, we're very proud of you and the things that you have accomplished. Uh, this yeah. child don't sit on one job long. She she bounces. And I used to say, girl, you got to settle down. Yeah. Settle down at one job. Yeah. But I believe it's the the generation that that's coming up now. They they just don't do that. 
So once I was, once I realized that, then I was like, okay, but now that I can see how it's paid off for her, and we are very proud yeah, of you and uh, you and your husband and our grandkids. Uh, they're I, they're amazing, and you guys are amazing. So we thank you guys for being making it easy make, on us, making it easy, it. right on yeah, us. We know y'all uh, will be all right. Less worries yeah, now, yeah, because we and, were it. And so, uh, you know, you guys know that if you ever need us, we're there. Mm -hmm. We got your back. We we support you guys in whatever you do. We support you in whatever you do. She has Lucretia has this big vision, <laughs> and once she puts her mind to it, Man. she's gonna make it happen. And so I love that in her. She has she has her daddy's work ethic. Cause For I mean, sure. like, how in the world do this child it's do that what she do? blood, okay? <laughs> So uh, we appreciate you. Definitely. We love you, and we're very, very proud of very you. Proud. And yeah. keep pushing forward. And always, always remember where you came from well, and whose you are. Y'all remind me. I know I can't ever get no big head. Okay. Yeah. Now it amazes me how you know. I, I have no doubt that whatever you put your mind to, mm -hmm. you're gonna do it. Yeah. So you know, and 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 as a parent, like I said, it goes back to what we're saying about. Uh, when your kids are doing okay, you don't you don't have that worry. You don't have that. It's just a relief. It's a release for us to know that hey, they gonna be all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And far as giving up, we we, we that ain't in us. <laughs> Period. <laughs> giving up on our kids. No, we. Now you you can not give up on your kids. Y'all, they didn't they didn't been through the fire with me. Okay. Uh, but again, I thank y'all for being my very first guest. Well, thank you for having oh, us. This is your first guest. This was guest. amazing. Yeah. So, Mama, yeah. you know I'm about to put you on the spot because yeah. I didn't told the people about the prayer. I want you oh, to no, pray us did. out, and I want you to pray for our real room fam out there. Um, just the <laughs> show everything that we got going on um there's a lot of stuff coming that the people don't know about um but in due time when god says it's ready it will be out um and so i want you to just pray over just the real the real room fam out there um that this speaks to their heart in some way that there's just one that may be touched. Uh, and then also uh, just pray wherever the Lord leads you. Let's touch and agree. <laughs> All right. Our minds cleared. Father God, we come to you today, Father, just to say thank you, Lord, for the real fam. Thank you for Lucretia, her vision, her direction. Father God, continue to lead and guide her, Father God. Continue to let her educate, encourage, and empower the people, Father God. Lord, we just pray that whoever is watching this, whoever hears this, Father, that their hearts are touched, that their minds are changed, Father God, and that they know that nothing is ever impossible, Father God, as long as they put you first in everything that they do, Lord. 
Lord, we just ask that somebody that is listening to this, Father God, that they get something out of this, Father, and that you touch them in a way that they didn't even know, Father God, that was available to them. Father God, we just ask that you open their eyes, open their hearts, yes. Father God, to look for the positive in this broadcast, Father God, and not to try to look for the negative yes. or to 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 pull it down, Father God, because we know, Father God, that the vision that you have from Lucretia, Father God, that it comes from you, Father. Yes. So we ask that you continue to lead her and to guide her, Father God. Father God, we, I pray over her family, Father God. I pray over her marriage. I pray over her children, Father God. I pray over her business, Father God. I pray over this broadcast, Father God. I pray over the real family, Father God. Lord, we know that there are people out there that are hurting, that are in pain, Father God, but we know that you are the answer and you are a healer. You are a deliverer, Father God. Father, so whatever you have in store yes, for this real family, Father God, we just ask that you bring it to, to, to the future, Father God, that you just bring it, Father God, and that you bless it, that you anoint each and every person that comes in here, Father God, and that you touch their hearts and that they come in here and they be real about what they have yes, to say, God. Father God. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for all that you've done and all that you will continue to do, Father. We love you, Lord, and we adore you and we praise you, Father God. And we just know that nothing is ever too hard for us, Father God, as long as we put you first, Father God. Lord, I just say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And thank you, Lord. And remember, Lord, that we love you. We praise you, Father God, and we lift your name higher and higher because without you, nothing could be done, Father God. And we just don't want anything to come before you, Father God. We don't want to get the big head, Father God, thinking yes, that we're more than what you yes, are, Father Jesus. God, because we know that you are the only God that can bring us, that can protect us, that can heal us, that can touch us, that can reach us, Father God. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for all that you do. And we pray this in the mighty name of, mighty Jesus. Name of Jesus. And all of the saints, all, all the saints say amen. 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 Woo, y'all. Y'all see? Y'all see why I'm sitting where I'm at. It's them prayers. It's them prayers that did it. Okay. So the real family, we thank you. We thank you so much. Thank y'all for being here. And that's it. That's that's the end of this episode. Join us next time in The Real Room, where we'll continue to explore the stories, ideas, and connections that inspire us all. Together, we'll keep sparking change, igniting conversations, and celebrating the power of unity. Until then, stay real. <laughs>